0: So hey guys, Abel here, and in this episode today, I want to talk about a topic that can be very useful for many of you. Uh, A, it can be practically useful because it may impact how you structure your training in the future, and it is also interesting just from a general behavioral observational kind of perspective. And the title of this episode, of course, sort of gives it away what I'll be talking about, but... What actually sparked me to record this episode is a video that just popped up in my YouTube feed. And that was a talk of Menno Henselman's on in the Sport and Performance Summit where I've actually had the opportunity to go to. And Menno was talking about, uh, you know, mechanisms of muscle growth. And he closed his talk with... Something that I think is a very interesting concept and a good talking point. And he was saying that the essence of bro science is basically doing things based on how they make us feel. So, for example, we chase the pump in the gym because it makes our muscles burn and it makes us feel like it's working. We go home from training, we feel sore, and it makes us feel like it must be working And it's the same reason why they make us shampoo foamy, they make our pre-workouts fizzy, because to some degree our brains still work like that of children's. We look for the simple, direct sensory feedbacks to evaluate whether something is working or not and, you know, ultimately guide our decision making. So on that theme, I want to talk about overhead pressing, (laughs) which um, if you ask any random guy, they will probably tell you that it's the king of all shoulder exercises. And I think that the overhead press is a good example of something that we do because it feels right and not because it actually is accomplishing what we would actually want from a shoulder exercise to accomplish. And today, my aim is to pose the question of whether it is really the king of all shoulder exercises, the overhead press, and whether it's even necessary to include in our training routines. And to give you kind of a spoiler in advance, I think that if your goal is to maximize your body composition to the best of your abilities through training and you know as it pertains to shoulder training to develop the best set of shoulders that you can, it's not necessary to include them. In fact, you could make an argument that there might be a slight downside to including them in your program and that purely from a bodybuilding point of view, you'd be better off just doing lateral raise variations instead. So if this sounds interesting to you, If you're open to this discussion or if you just want to get pissed off at me because you think I'm retarded, either way is fine, but let's dive in. So first of all, I just want to say that I love the overhead press. You know, barbell or dumbbell, I just love them. I love everything about it. You know, the way the movement looks, the satisfaction I get at the end of a lockout when I'm just standing there with the barbell pressed up high. If I'm doing it with dumbbells seated... I love the way my arms look during pressing the weight up. I even love the walkout and the re-wrecking of the barbell on barbell overhead presses. It's just a movement to love for, for any guy, I think. It's just the most alpha, awesome, manly exercise in existence. You know, If I could somehow sort out with a magic wand that I could grow my whole body just from doing one exercise, it would be the overhead press, and I would be doing that all the time. The problem is, is that once you get to a point where you get reasonably advanced in your training and you have to think about managing fatigue in the gym, allocating the volume of work that you're doing in the gym smartly so that you're working on the things that are important to you and you're making sure that... You have plenty of energy and your full recovery capacity when you're hitting the parts of your body that you really want to improve. When you have to start thinking about injury management and injury prevention and these sorts of things, after some time, you really have to start making a cost-benefit analysis about which exercises are worth having in there and which don't. You know, we sort of make this evaluation all the time. For example, squats. For training the quads, it's great for most people since it fulfills the function of the muscle just fine. If you can go deep and go through some decent degree of knee extension, it also trains your glutes, it strengthens your core. So there's a lot of benefits it does have some downsides such as being incredibly demanding on your cardiovascular system but there is just not a lot of ways to get around that with quad training Uh, you will get largely the same downsides with leg presses lunges Bulgarian split squats when you do those heavy you'll feel like dying at the end of all of those Um, you might get around this with leg extensions but those just don't hit the quads quite the same way and I might add those can still feel like dying if you progress far enough with them or if you do them for high reps which is pretty much how you're supposed to do them anyway to make them safe for your knees Uh, same thing for example with neutral grip chin-ups or chin-ups with rings they are a great stimulus for your biceps they are great for your lats Or their are to it. Yeah, if they beat up your elbows, then you should do something else. But otherwise, it's a great and time-efficient way to train two muscle groups that are important for most people. Now, what's the deal with the overhead press? You know, why do most people do the overhead press? Who are into body composition? There might be some people who just do it for strength or for their specific sport, but I don't care about that. So for people who just want to build muscle... Why do they include the overhead press? Well, generally, they want to have big, round shoulders. They want to look like their shoulders have shoulders. Even if they have narrow clavicles, they want to create the illusion like they have broad shoulders. They want to be referred to as you know, the guy with big shoulders, something like Menno, for example, or Thomas Compidel, who was uh, on my podcast not long ago. You know, if you meet that guy in person, you can't sit next to him because you can't fit from his shoulders. So what is going to accomplish that besides genetics? Well, the round, capped, you know, distinct look that gives away the fact that you work out instantly when you wear a sleeveless shirt, for example, or just a tighter t-shirt is mainly the side delts. Uh, The muscles that are going to give you that basketball sort of look when you do a double bicep pose from the back is your rear delt muscle and partly your side delts. Do the front deltoids play a role? Absolutely, but those tend to get plenty of stimulation in all bodybuilding programs since uh, those get hit from horizontal pressing. So if you do 10 sets of chest work, that's basically 10 sets of front delt work too. If you do 10 sets of additional bicep work, you can probably count another five set of front delts too because they play a stabilizing role unless you do preacher curls where the shoulders are immobilized. So direct delt training is rarely necessary. That's why most up-to-date coaches rarely recommend doing, uh, doing, for example, front raises. So... When it comes to direct shoulder training, it's mainly a matter of training your rear and side delts. You want to get those as big as they can be. And for most guys, even then, they will be too small for your liking. Now, is the overhead press a good way to achieve this? Well, the overhead press, especially if you do it with a barbell, is mainly a front delt exercise. It's going to be an excellent exercise for the front delts. Uh, For that purpose, is it worth keeping it in your routine Not really. Your front delts, as I said, get so much stimulation anyway, and if you're doing high volume of training and you do, let's say, 20 sets of chest work, and then you add in, say, 4 to 8 sets of overhead pressing on top of that, you might be flat out just overstressing your front delts and you could be risking an injury. How good is it of a stimulus for your side delts, the overhead press? Well, for those, the overhead press is just not a great exercise as it mainly plays a stabilizing role. The side delts are not really a primary mover in that exercise. And the easiest way for you to see this is just simply look at what the function of the side delt is. And the side delts, main function is abducting your shoulder, so basically raising your up arm to the side, which totally makes sense if you just look at your side delt and how it sits on top of your upper arm. If you just picture it how it can move against resistance, it's basically a matter of getting your upper arm through a certain range of motion, And you can most easily create that by lifting your arm to the side as in a lateral raise. Uh, You can also do it with a cable pulley or a band moving your hand horizontally backwards as in a reverse fly uh, just with your shoulders externally rotated so your thumbs uh, pointing upwards towards the ceiling. You can also do them bent over. But now if you're looking at your side delts while performing an overhead press, You can look at how your side delt is involved in that movement. They're just not in the right position to resist forces. Your front delts take over most of the work in conjunction with your triceps, especially if you do it with a barbell. If you do it with a dumbbell, you are in a better position because you're at least able to keep the dumbbells out to the side But still your shoulders are externally rotated as your upper arm moves upwards so your front delt takes most of the work still and the side delt only plays a stabilizing role. So it's a great exercise to build the front delts which again with a lot of horizontal pressing which almost all bodybuilding routines involves is just not really a concern and for the side delts which is definitely something most of us want to work on a lot it's just not really the right exercise. Now if you compare it with something like a lateral raise, you can see that that exercise is pretty much exactly accomplishing what a side delt exercise is meant to accomplish. It is shoulder abduction against resistance, which is exactly what we want. Now, what might be arguments for the overhead press as opposed to doing lateral raises? Some of them I used to say myself in the past. You know, one is that. Lateral raises are hard to progressively overload and hard to measure progress on. And it's important to do a compound exercise on which you can measure progress. So here the overhead press comes in handy. I said this, for example, myself in an interview I did with Jeff Nipper, that it's a good reason to keep the OHP in. And uh, I used this rationale before to include it in my own routines. But, you know, if I uh, put my critical thinking cap on, This argument kind of falls apart when I think about it more. And to illustrate it why, I would ask you, if you want to include an exercise just to be able to progressively overload it and measure progress objectively, why don't you include squats or deadlifts for your side delts to measure progress? I mean, those are great compound exercises and you can progressively overload them very nicely. And your answer would obviously be that, dude, that's a stupid question. Those are not exercises for your side delts. And you're right, and that's exactly the reason why I think it's not really a valid point to include overhead presses for the side delts for the sake of measuring progress. Because yes, you're measuring progress, but you're not really doing it for the side delts. You're mainly measuring the development of your front delts and your triceps, which you could perfectly finely do just by measuring progress on your bench presses or other horizontal presses. And of course, to some degree, you're also measuring progress on your side delts as it does play a stabilizing role. But the point is measuring progress for the purposes of hypertrophy is important so that you can quantify somehow that you're achieving hypertrophy in the muscle groups you want to improve. You don't just measure progress for the sake of measuring progress. Other arguments are made for making sure that you perform some push and pull movements in all planes. Eh, you know, maybe. Uh, If that's the case and there are some prehab type of values to it for shoulder or postural health that I don't know about, then feel free to let me know. In that case, it might be worth including it for that. All the arguments I've heard for that seem to be along the lines of, well, I don't know if there's value to it, but it might be worth doing it just in case. And you know, I think that's completely fine. Um... The other kind of elephant in the room type of thing worth addressing is that there are a lot of guys, or a handful of guys at least, who swear by overhead pressing as the bread and butter of their shoulder training who have amazing set of shoulders. Um, I think that in those cases, it's worth considering whether they actually say that you couldn't achieve the same or better growth by doing lateral raises instead. I think a lot of them would actually agree that you would be well served by doing that with guys who kind of knowingly do only overhead presses for their shoulder work so Jeff Albers from 3D Muscle Journey is one such example with these type of guys you have to consider that oftentimes they are just outliers and Jeff Albers for example who I know has mentioned a few times that I think the single arm overhead press is basically the only delt exercise that he performs. You know, we have to acknowledge that Jeff Albers is an outlier in at least a few ways. For one, he just has excellent genetics for bodybuilding. And secondly, he just seems to be like a super high responder to very low volume training. And as such, he probably gets a ton of stimulation for his needs for side delts from the relatively small amount of you know side delt involvement from his overhead pressing. And his rear delts get a lot of work from his pulling exercises, which for most people would just be too little direct work. And for someone like him, who responds really well to low volumes, it might actually be an overkill to perform a ton of direct side and rear delt work. You know, I can't know it for sure, but based on what I've seen from him, it could be a valid hypothesis. And, you know, here's the thing do I like the idea that you'll grow better shoulders by doing high rep lateral raises with some light dumbbells day in and day out instead of doing some heavy overhead presses for six to eight reps and feel all beasted out? Like, fuck no. Like, I said, I'd love to do overhead presses all day. I mean, I have a day, for example, in my program right now where I'm going in there to do some lower body work, which I don't enjoy that much, to be completely honest with you, and then some tricep work and some delt work. And, I mean, if I had the overhead presses in there for my delt work, then at least I would look forward to that day somewhat. And this way, it's like, okay, let's get this shit over with and look forward to the subsequent day. I mean, I don't like this being the case, assuming that indeed I'm right, uh, but unfortunately, I think I am. So with that... If you still want to include the overhead press in your program, is there an actual downside to it? Well, probably not, but potentially. If you do a whole bunch of heavy pressing, it can interfere with your horizontal pressing needlessly, which you might care about more because horizontal pressing trains your pecs and your front delts. It is also generally more taxing on your whole body. You know, after a heavy set of overhead presses, especially if you do them standing, you're cardiovascularly pretty tanked. So it will take away energy from other things that you'll want to train. And of course, it being a compound lift that eventually you'll do for heavy weights, it comes with a higher injury risk. So am I saying that overhead pressing is bad? No, obviously I'm not dumb enough to make such an absolutistic statement. But I am saying that if your goal is to build your shoulders effectively, to have that nice, rounded, capped look, then your time is better spent doing three sets of 15 with cable lateral raises than it is to bang out three sets of heavy overhead presses for four to eight reps. Is there still a time and a place where you'd want to perform some overhead pressing? Sure. If you're pressed on time, for example, and you want to get the best bang for your buck when you're in the gym then do some overhead presses uh, that will hit your triceps your front delts and to some degree your side delts also it will give you some nice upper trap work so great also for beginners it might be a valuable addition to I- include them uh, to make them develop some baseline level of strength now it might be once again one of those uh, sound buys that sound good but there is no actual real substance behind it but there is just something awkward about seeing brand newbies doing a bunch of isolation exercises when they can't move any amount of meaningful weight. I feel like first they should just learn how to move through space in the weight room with some basic movements, but I could be wrong. But for intermediate plus lifters, which is probably the majority of people listening to this, your shoulders could, I think, be much better trained with lateral raises, upright rows, face pulls, and reverse flies. And you know, if you want to include the OHP, do it. I may include it again. I just love doing the movements so much. I might even consider compromising my horizontal pressing performance because of it. I mean, enjoying our workouts is a big deal. Um, But then I'm going to do it knowingly that I'm mainly doing it for my soul and not so much for the aesthetics of my delts. Uh, So alright guys, uh, that was my negative pitch for the overhead pressing today. And my question to you is, do you include the OHP in your routine And if so, what is your reasoning behind it? Hey guys, I just want to tell you again that your inputs for this podcast will help it grow more than anything and your requests, ideas and comments will contribute to awesome content going live on this channel and podcast more than anything. So if you want to contribute, the best thing you can do is to go on Facebook and look up sustainable self-development. You'll find both the page and the Facebook group that is dedicated to discussions and ideas being thrown around. Go there and note down your comments about what kinds of topics or guests you want to be featured on this podcast and YouTube channel in the future. Just keep in mind the general theme of this podcast and my YouTube channel, which is to help people becoming their best selves in terms of lifestyle, as it pertains to fitness and general personal development. This podcast is really dedicated to self-improvement, both physically and mentally. So keep that in mind. So thanks again for tuning in and see you next time.